Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Joshua 24. Joshua reviews Israel's history. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and their judges and their officers, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, From ancient times your fathers lived beyond the river, namely Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Naor, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led him through all the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants and gave him Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and to Esau I gave Mount Seir to possess it. But Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt by what I did in its midst, and afterwards I brought you out. I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And Egypt pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. But when they cried out to the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your own eyes saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness for a long time. Then I brought you into the land of the Amorites who lived beyond the Jordan. And they fought with you and I gave them into your hand and you took possession of their land when I destroyed them before you. Then Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. And he sent and summoned Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I was not willing to listen to Balaam, so he had to bless you, and I delivered you from his hand. You crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. And the citizens of Jericho fought against you, and the Amorite, and the Perizzite, and the Canaanite, and the Hittite, and the Girgashite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. 
Thus I gave them into your hand. Then I sent the hornet before you, and it drove out the two kings of the Amorites from before you, but not by your sword or your bow. I gave you a land on which you had not labored, and cities which you had not built, and you have lived in them. You are eating of vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. We will serve the Lord. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." The people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and who did these great signs in our sight and preserved us through all the way in which we went and among all the peoples through whose midst we passed. The Lord drove out from before us all the peoples, even the Amorites who lived in the land, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. Then Joshua said to the people, You will not be able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done good to you. The people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen for yourselves the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore, put away the foreign gods which are in your midst and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God and we will obey his voice. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and made for them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. Joshua said to all the people, Behold, this stone shall be for a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord which he spoke to us. Thus it shall be for a witness against you, so that you do not deny your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people, each to his inheritance. Joshua's death and burial. <clears throat> it came about after these things that Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. And they buried him in the territory of his inheritance in timnath Serah, which is in the hill country of Ephraim, on the north of Mount Gash. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who survived Joshua and had known all the deeds of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Now they buried the bones of Joseph, which the sons of Israel brought up from Egypt at Shechem, in the piece of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for one hundred pieces of money, and they became the inheritance of Joseph's sons. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron, died, and they buried him at Gibeah of Phinehas, his son, which was given him in the hill country of Ephraim. Joshua 24 is another one of my favorites, um, but especially just the way that Joshua presents this. He goes through and he says, here's the history. Just remember. He's just reminding them that, look, 
because he knows he's about to leave. He knows he's about to die. And he says, here's the history. Remember this. Do not forget this. And he goes through and tells them about each time how God delivered them. God helped them. God was there. And God was faithful. And then he didn't even point out, but you failed. He didn't even have to. He didn't have to remind them of where they fell short. He was just reminding them of all the good things that God did in their life. And then he said, so you have a choice. You can choose to continue to to be faithful to the, the gods of your fathers. The pagan gods. The false gods. You can continue to do that. Um, but not me. Not me. He says, that's your choice. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then he says, if you choose to do that, basically, then you can't live here. If you're choosing to keep that, you can't take what God has given you as this gift. But if you choose God, then you have to get rid of those things those false gods and the idols which you've put in the place of God. If you choose God, it must be God, period. You know, uh, a lot of times people talk about <clears throat> how difficult it is with, with people of different religions, all the worldly religions that are out there. They they talk about um, how difficult it is to, to actually... Uh, evangelize or try to to talk to and and share with a uh, someone who's a Jew who doesn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah or they're still waiting for the first coming or how difficult it is to talk to uh, a Muslim or how difficult it is to talk to a Buddhist or or any of the others but one of them in particular is uh, the Hindu. So it's very difficult for someone to understand how to appropriately share and discuss, share Jesus with a Hindu. Because when you do, they've got thousands of gods. And they have a shrine built with with each of their gods sitting in that shrine. They've got all the little gods that are important to them in their life. They don't have all thousands of them, but they've got, they have thousands um, in their religion, but then the ones that really are relevant to them, they they put on their shrine or they create a whole nother shrine to, to that God. Well, whenever you share Jesus with them and you, you share with them who God is, what they really do is they just create another little um, statue and just put it up there with all the other gods. So it's something else to worship. Now, think for us. Um, if you were to just take all that out. And actually, the fastest growing religion in the world. Now, most Christians would say, it's not a religion. But... The people who follow this religion say it is a religion, but that's humanism. 
Humanism is atheism. Atheism says there is no God. Yet, atheism takes that further to say we are human beings because they really have prescribed to this false idea of evolution. And they believe that humans are the highest level of evolution. Therefore, we are the highest being that there is. And so humanism takes that even further in saying, since we are the highest being, we human beings are the gods. We are. So it's supposed to be self-worship. It's supposed to be focused in on really self-identity, self-illumination, and a lot of self, 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 which by the way, is the exact opposite of what God wants. Humanism is about self-glorification and sacrifice of others. And Christianity should be, by God's design, Judeo-Christianity should be about glorification of God and sacrifice of self. But anyways... <clears throat> so the with all with humanism we we look at the fact that they've got you know who is really their god it's themselves and what else do they have as gods well, there's many things the, there's uh professional football well we'll just call it sports there's um colleges there's tv shows money um there's sex, there's drugs. There's many things that we have found to idolize that we put up on that shrine. And then when someone who has been living that life is told about Jesus and comes to know God, it's almost as if they do the same thing that a Hindu does. And they just create this whole nother thing of, well, God's important in my life too. So they don't, they don't get rid of all the other stuff. They just put a new thing on the shelf representing God. Maybe they hang a couple pictures in their house or, or they go buy a Bible and put it on their coffee table. But they still have all those other idols present. What Joshua says is, if you choose God, you have to get rid of those things. You can't keep clinging to this world and God. You have to pursue God with everything that you have. Love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Every bit, every fiber of your being It should be focused on pursuing God. All those other things shouldn't matter. Not saying that you can't watch sports. Not saying that you can't have a favorite um, college team. Not saying that you can't have some of those things. But they cannot be more important to you than God. God has to be that top, top place. Period. All the other ones cannot be idols. And if ever you find yourself in a position of idolatry over one of those things, I would personally, I would suggest fast. 
take some time completely away from whatever that is. Really shake it loose from being an idol. And then maybe you can go back to it periodically. But don't allow things to take the place of God in your life. As for me and my house, we choose to serve the Lord. And Father, I just pray that those people are listening who haven't fully chosen could make that choice today. They could choose God over all else. And if there's anything that they have sitting around in their life that's that's uh, a distraction from you, I pray that you can give them the courage to get rid of it. To just get rid of it completely. That it could not be a distraction from you or a replacement for you, Father. Thank you for all that you've done. Please, I just ask for courage and that people could have clarity in knowing the things that they put before you so they can take action and choose you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.